You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, episode 28, Planning Your Garden Timeline. In this episode, we are going to be talking about how to plan your garden timeline. So we're going to be talking about the important dates you need to know, what you should account for starting your plants from seeds versus starts, and how to get your garden off to a really great head start this year. So let's get started. You're listening to the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. My name is Stephanie and I'm a wife, mother of three, and the creator of the blog Winging It on the Homestead, where I help modern mothers incorporate simple living and self-sufficiency skills and knowledge into their busy lives. My goal is to help you refocus your life towards what really matters, your family, as well as boost your confidence so you can start being more self-reliant and decrease your dependence on stores and commercial products. Join me as I share with you my appreciation for creating a homemade and homegrown life through gardening, food preservation, cooking from scratch, making your own products, all while keeping it all practical, intentional, and realistic. Hi guys, in this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast, I'm going to be talking about how to plan your garden timeline. This is going to be a quick uh, and simple episode about how to plan your garden timeline because that is what I am doing this week uh, as well. Uh, A couple things you want to establish and know about your location um, and where you're going to be planting your garden. You're going to want to know when um, your first freeze date is and your last freeze date. Your last freeze date is the last day that there's a chance of um, freezing temperatures overnight. Uh, typically for us where we're located that's in April so when I, once I know what that date is I can put that on my calendar and I can figure out how to plant my plants based on that date. Um, a first freeze date is the date in the fall where you can expect your first freezing temperatures overnight. So those two are really important uh, numbers to or dates to know. You also want to know um, what growing zone you're in. The United States, if you're in the United States, is is uh, broken down into different um, climate zones or hardiness zones. There's a couple different uh, terms for it, but it's a growing zone, and that will tell you, kind of just for reference, when talking to other gardeners or researching plants that will be good in your area. Um, we go by zones, so knowing your zone will really help you when researching what plants will grow best. Um, in your area. Now there's a couple different ways that you're going to plan your garden. If you want to start your plants from seeds, so if you're going to buy packets of seeds or if you're going to be buying transplants um, or already started basically seedlings that you can buy at a nursery or a garden center. Typically what I like to do is I like to try my luck at some seeds. Um, Usually I can get a good Um, crop going off of those and if anything just doesn't take either the seedlings the seeds didn't germinate or maybe I had trouble getting them in the ground and they didn't take to being transplanted I can always go to my local garden center and purchase some some transplants Um, so that's uh, an option but if you're starting seeds you'll want to take a look at your seed packets and typically it will tell you when you want to plant them so if it will say either something like plant in ground after threat of frost. So that means you can, once the freeze date has passed, you're pretty much safe to plant them directly in the ground. Other plants, other seed packets will tell you that in order to get maybe multiple harvests in um, or 
in order to have, if you have a small growing season, a short growing season, let's say, putting, um, planting tomato seeds directly in the ground once the, fro- the threat of frost has um, passed might not give you enough time for a harvest to actually um, grow and for you to actually get to a harvesting date before you know the temperatures are too cold again so you would need to start them get them started a head start um, seedlings indoors so that's why you would do seedlings indoors versus waiting to put them in the ground Uh, so for example we will be starting our tomato seeds and our pepper seeds within the next couple weeks because typically it says to start them six to eight weeks um, prior to um, freeze date so we're going to want to get them into the ground as soon as we can um, which will be maybe end of April beginning of May is when we kind of shoot for doing that for us Mother's Day is a good um, marker time marker for us so we will try to get them started indoors and have a good hardy plant um, once it comes time to put them in anything that's a root vegetable like uh, beets turnips potatoes carrots, radishes, we will do directly into the ground once the frost has um, passed. That way we're not uh, dealing with um, issues if we're transplanting a root vegetable. It's much easier to put them in the ground. Plus they're a lot hardier. They can withstand colder temperatures. So I can usually get a couple harvests in if, I am, if I'm doing succession planting where I plant a row and then a couple weeks later I plant another row and then a couple weeks later I plant another row then I'm getting a harvest that are ready at different points uh, throughout the season. And then I can also um, reuse those things once I harvest them and I can have a bigger harvest. So that's the idea of that. Um, Some of the things that we're doing this year differently, we're going to be doing a lot more raised gardens. We're going to be adding some gardens um, or some raised beds. And we did a lot of experimenting last year. Um, So we learned a lot about the different areas in our um, property as a whole. We tried a lot of different things in various areas. Some things did really good, some things did not. So we're going to be going off of the things we learned last year. We're also going to be having more uh, raised beds. We're also going to be doing um, some more root vegetables, which is kind of new for us. We haven't had great luck with that in the past, but we're going to really try that this year. Because root vegetables, you can get a lot of bang for your buck. Um, they're really great to have through the winter for some hardier food when you're preserving food. Um, and they're really, you know, it's kind of a seasonal staple for the winter um, to have those root vegetables. Um, in addition, we are going to be trying uh, some new methods to keep out some of our uh, pests that we have year after year. One of them is a cabbage, cabbage worms. Uh, we get them every year, so we are trying some methods this year to prevent them and to combat them. So we're going to be having some netting or tightly around um, our beds that have our cabbages, our Brussels sprouts, and our broccolis. We're also going to be doing preventive measures of squash um, vine borers because we have those issues in that they can really decimate our zucchini and our squash plants. So I'm not sure exactly what we're going to do, but I'm going to try- be trying to be very proactive with those because last year we lost a good harvest um, from having this the squash uh, beetles, the, the vine borers um, can really take out your plants quickly. Um, another thing that we're going to try to do is um, really up our herb garden. 
as well as um, fence in our garden a little bit better this year. So we're going to be making sure that we are uh, preventing the deer from getting into our garden. Usually we do pretty good throughout the year until maybe end of August when the deer start coming in and then they really find our garden and take down anything that we have left, which is usually our tomatoes um, and any beans that we have going and the deers like them. So we're going to be proactive on the pest control this year. So I hope that was helpful to kind of give you a overview of what our garden is going to look like this year and kind of give you an idea how you can get started planning your own garden this year. If you haven't already downloaded my garden planner guide, um, you can grab that on the website or go to the show notes uh, for the podcast and you can sign up for that for free. Um, that will give you a really great a starting point and get you started off on the right foot for a awesome garden this spring. So I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Simple Living Made Simple podcast. If you have not already signed up to grab my free ebook, you can go to www.yourdreamgardenguide.com. This garden guide has everything you need to get started growing your own vegetable garden this year. As always, if you have any questions, want gardening advice, or have topic suggestions for the podcast, please email me at info at wingingitonthehomestead.com.